on this episode of the Big Stick Golf Podcast. It is the Masters 2021 recap. We're going to go through Hideki Matsuyama's massive, massive win in Augusta. Kind of a dull tournament. We're going to go through all of that. But, uh, you know, it was still the Masters. It was still awesome. And, uh, yeah, we're here to talk about it. We're also going to get you prepared for this week's RCB Heritage. I'm oh, sorry, RBC Heritage. That's a tongue twist. But uh, going to get you prepared for that. Actually, a, a little bit of a stronger field there this week. So it's going to be, uh, I think it'll be a pretty exciting tournament. I think, uh, you know, DJ's there and uh, a couple other uh, big names that aren't typically there. So that's going to be cool. But uh, before we get going, be sure to like, subscribe, everything at Big Stick Golf Official. Be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast. Follow us if you can. And uh, before we get going, be sure to check our friends out at Birdie Buffers. You can find them at birdiebuffers.com. Have a really cool uh, little cleaning kit that they sell on there. You can use the promo code uh, BIGSTICK20 for 20% off of their cleaning kit. So be sure to do that. Uh, without further ado, though, here's the podcast. The return to glory. I mean, any tour event's a big deal to win, but to win a major is obviously another level. There it is! Can you believe it? Nick Maldo! Oh, man, that was so much easier than putting. I should just try to get the ball in one shot every time. Welcome to the Big Stick Golf Podcast! Okay, welcome in everyone. It is the Big Stick Golf Masters recap. Another Masters in the book. Uh, I'm John Guest, joined as always by C Money Carlton Smith. I don't know, Carlton. It was it was the Masters, but uh, it wasn't exactly the most dramatic Masters. Um, I don't know where would you rate this one, uh, regardless of what happened, who won, anything like that. Just just Masters experiences. Where are you where are you putting this one on your radar? Um, I felt like a lot of the excitement happened friday with all the dudes that missed the cut um, yeah <laughs> but I mean, it's like you said it's still the masters it's still augusta it's still pimento cheese sandwiches and you know green everywhere so uh i mean I'll, if you're trying to like nitpick one to ten it's definitely not a an eight nine or ten or i don't think it was better than november's but mm -hmm. i mean it's still the masters so yeah the okay. only i mean it has it had its perks like there were fans again it was you know the spring and azaleas were blooming and it looked like the mat looked like the course should look it didn't look like the november version of the course it was playing <laughs> really tough i mean they made it a point to kind of really um dry the greens out they were they were a little bit offended by dj finishing 20 under <laughs> in november yeah. so that was a successful attempt there that the let's see met hideki won and finished at 10 under so cut the score or at cut this you know the, the score in half but it was yeah I, it was just yeah it was kind of bland it was exciting um you know it, it's from the beginning like thursday it, but justin rose teed off late he was the first round leader he shot up just a ridiculous 65 uh, to start out off. the tournament yeah. and even like at, you know the point that he was teeing off the leader there was a lot of guys like right around two three under no, nobody would really blew the course up or anything and then Justin Rose went out there and took a four shot lead going into Friday. And that kind of was the just at least the I don't know, the overall feel of the tournament was that it was uh, it was never really terribly close. And then, um, you know, we, we did get some action Saturday before the rain got there. It was really close. There were some big names that were, you know, making their way towards towards near the lead or going to be at least uh, a factor in, in the tournament. And then Saturday after that uh, rain delay. A lot of things changed. And uh, Decky came out and shot six under, I think, in what, seven holes? 
to finish out that third round. I mean, just completely distanced himself from the field. Uh, what did he start Sunday with a four shot lead? So yeah, it was just like these kind of oddly placed stellar 65s that kind of let just well, kind of I mean, separated uh, the field a little bit. And then, and then it kind of just came yeah. home with a little bit of a dud the, as far as the drama goes. So the, the course was just so much tougher this time around. Anyways, the yeah. wind started coming into play and you'd see guys that are, you know, they're hitting good. I mean, they're striking the ball well, but the ball isn't going anywhere close to where they thought it was going to go. So, and you know, Kisner popped out that tweet. He's like, I'm sorry for the dudes that came out here and played in November. Cause if that was your first experience here, you <laughs> freaking treat man yeah <laughs> it, it it got super hairy there for a lot of guys and mm-hmm. big names from rory to even like matt wolf got dq'd like there's some big names yeah. that didn't make it man that was weird how like i guess we'll, let's start out talking about just let's hit on hideki first because you know for, of course congrats to hideki and yeah. a really incredible performance especially given the uh just and, the immense pressure that was coming yeah. from his home country and not not that he was you know people are asking anything out of him that he's incapable of or anything like that it wasn't like irrational it was just that's just the way it is he's he's the guy in japanese golf um you know i was listening to a podcast earlier or after the masters and uh and i forgot who it was but they were basically thinking about the what this is going to mean for hideki from a business standpoint so you know think for the next 40 50 60 years of his life as he's living out the rest of his life He's the guy who won the Japan its first masters in his home country. And they were stipulating that it could potentially be a, a billion dollar win over the course of the rest of his, his life, as far as endorsements and et cetera, et cetera. So, um, this is just, the first male major too. Like this is yeah, golf is huge over there. Like it's, yeah, it's, it is everything to a lot. The, of I think the course, the, the country, I think Japan is second in the world as far as like golf courses per capita. Um, so they're they're a golf crazed country. They love Drive it. Drive ranges that are like four yeah. stories high. It's you have to think that the top golf idea came from probably something that Japan was doing de- decades ago. Oh, <laughs> you know, good, um, so yeah, just massive golf, uh, big big golf following there. I, I heard that that people, you know, he he has a following in America of of media members that basically follow him wherever he goes to play golf. Kind of like, um, like. Tiger Woods walks by at a, at a golf tournament. The Japanese media is like, oh, there's Tiger Woods, but where's Hideki? The, that, that's just kind of how it is. He's got a following yeah. kind of like Paris Hilton, like did you, when she was <laughs> in her prime. Like, um, and it, it's just interesting. Like, and then he was able to kind of, you know, quell those nerves and he had a real squirrely tee shot uh, on, on the first hole on a Sunday yeah. and then uh, got it together and made the made the tournament boring that's you know that's a dream really for for a golfer if, if you can make this if you're the person that's making sunday boring at the masters yeah you're in a good spot so i mean i can't i can't give Hideki enough props he made it boring for us so i mean good, we've, good we've seen it before with dudes that have won majors before like jordan spieth had that what four stroke league going in oh yeah rory's been in that situation it too. was five like, spieth was up five uh, yeah like it's, we've seen choked. this happen before and so many dudes choke yeah so we were waiting never, for it like he's never like i guess he's never won a major and mm-hmm. never really closed out a tournament that was this big uh just kind of stuck around he shot a 73 so like you said yeah. nothing special but he had some heat coming between zalatoris and x-man until well until 16 but yeah. like it's the, the pressure was mounting but he kind of stayed and kept himself afloat the guy that i uh yeah we you know we were kind of ex- I, I was I don't know about you, but I was expecting it to tighten up a little bit. Uh, it, it did, I guess, um, on uh, what was it, 15, that Hideki hit it over the green 
into the water and then actually really wisely uh i remember right before so he had that he dropped and hit that pitch shot uh from behind the green on 15 which is just dead like you like you're more likely if you hit it on if you land it on near the near the green surface it's most likely going to roll on that the other side of the the didn't we see that shot like I don't know if it was November or maybe the year Matt the Tiger won it in 2019. Somebody was in the lead or at the top of the leaderboard and hit that same exact shot, and then they were yeah. out of it. Made I sure. remember – I don't remember. It was earlier this tournament. Somebody had that shot, and they landed it like, you know – But either word. way, like eight's in play there. If you, oh, yeah. If you really screw this up, it's, yeah. it's in play. For him and, to come out of that with a bogey – And right before he hit that shot, uh, one of the wisest things Faldo said uh, in covering it was um, – you know what he should do right here is pitch it right up to the to the fringe like essentially leave it on the hill but just don't hit it onto the green and leave it right there that's exactly what he did and uh, then he was able to uh, get up and down it was a really wise decision um I, I don't know if it was something that him and his caddy discussed or something but uh he in that moment it was a it was a moment that could have made or break make or break his uh you know his 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 chances at winning winning the whole thing and and he made the right choice so you got to give him props for that and then, um, you know, he, he stayed, you know, mentally, he was all there. It was, it was good. The guy that I thought was going to make uh, a run, but he just made too many bogeys throughout the round was Jordan Spieth. He made enough birdies. Yeah. Um, he was hitting the, get the shots and making birdies, but he just made so many little mistakes throughout the round that he was never able to really mount a, a serious comeback. And, and you know, you would have expected well, how many, how many was it? Four guys that were seven under four back going yeah. into the final round. And oh, you would have expected maybe one of them to shoot like 66, 67, 68, um, really put the pressure on Hideki, but it, it just didn't come to fruition. And then um, Xander was, you know, there on 16, just got to down two after the Hideki's mistake. And, but at least Jordan's the like, water, man. Nobody puts it in the water on 16. Like, what was that? That was, man, it was just, but I mean, it was a, like what you were saying though, like, nope as boring as this thing was Jordan speaks was almost the highlight of it because at least we're getting that Jordan again, that's he's holding out. He's doing all this. He's talking to his ball. At least that's fun. And it'd been so much more fun if he could have found a way to string a few bo- or more birdies together and, and uh, hit some more putts and made it really interesting. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. I feel bad for uh, Xander. Cause I think that was a situation where he, he felt like he hit the ball. Well, had the right number and he was, three yards short of it being a really good shot and just mm-hmm. caroms left and it's in the drink it's over with it's um xander man that's that's i don't know that xander is becoming a bit of a thing at the masters like his, his, his that's a couple in a row that he was right there not a couple in a row i don't i don't remember what he did in november but in 2019 he was, he, was uh, he, he either finished yeah. second or third uh, behind tiger uh when yeah. he won it but it seems like, you know, I, I feel like he's going to win a master someday. And I'm hoping that these weren't, you know, going to be considered blown chances at some point, but you gotta, you know, he, he said, um, he, he, he after the round, he was in, in the cabin talking to uh, Amanda Balionis and he, and he mentioned that he, you know, he, he remembered asking guys like, you know, the, the experts of the course and everything, what, what you should do there on 16. And, and they said, if you're, you know, down and you're, you're making, trying to make a charge, you got to go for it, just hit it you know, either right at it or just left or just right of the hole. And uh, he said he had the, the number, he, he flushed his iron, but then the wind kicked up in the middle of his shot and it <laughs> put it in the water. So it was, I mean, do you remember a guy hitting it in the water on 16, <coughs> 16 in this, in a crucial moment like that? It was just, it was kind of mind blowing. And, um, you know, I hate to say the word choke, but it, it kind of, that's kind of what it was. He, he kind of uh, made a decision and kind of choked it away. Not, not to say, you know, he was, for sure going to catch up to Hideki or anything, but if he hits a stiff shot there, 
it somehow cozies up right next to the hole, makes a birdie. Um, if you know the the pressure it would have put on Hideki in that point would have made it immensely more interesting. But uh, once that ball found the water on 16, uh, and Xander kind of fell off the pace, it was kind of wraps for the drama as far as everything went. And then uh, Hideki ended up finishing one shot ahead of Will. So you know it is what it is. But um, give me I don't know. So do you think? I don't know. Is there anything Xander could have done differently? I, I think what he really struggled with was was the front nine where he three through five, he went double bogey bogey and, and he just couldn't recover from that. So I don't know. People are going to point till 16 and, and it being kind of a choke job, but I think it was kind of the early part of the round and it caused him to have to fight back. But did you see anything else that he could have done differently at, at that point to, to have a better chance to win at the end? If he hits a better shot there, obviously on 16, it it makes a world of difference, but I don't, I mean, you make bogey, bogey, double, and that's going to be pretty telling of you the rest of your round for him to kind of gather himself and roll that four straight birdies. You, I mean, the momentum was all his, like he's, yeah. he's sticking it tight on what 14 and then had a Eagle put on the hole that, uh, on the same hole that, uh, Hideki hit it in the water deep 15, so it, yeah. or 15, excuse me. So, I mean, he's all over it. And for that shot to happen, I think, I just think that was a circumstances kind of thing. The whatever the wind did, he he had a bad read on it, and I don't know if he hit a terrible shot. He just made the mistake you can't make. So yeah. it, and to lose lose by three strokes after a triple on that has got to be pretty rough. But same time, he's he's still twenty seven years old. He's won on tour before. I think a lot of times with these dudes, it's the world's crashing down because he's been in a lot of majors and been in contention, but the trajectory of what he's doing, he's going to probably crack it here in the next couple of years. Mm -hmm. Every, everything is, is expedited when you've got, you've got the likes of obviously tiger and then Colin and all these dudes winning all over the place and super early. And it's what, what he's been doing has been, is he's consistent. Like he's always around. And at some point that's going to matter. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. You're, you're right. He, you know, you know, golf's hard and things happen, yeah. but he, he, the comeback he made the four straight birdies was, was excellent. Um, it's, it, I guess the, you know, you, if you look at it in hindsight and you're like, dude, how could you have gone bogey, bogey, double bogey? Uh, if you would have just not done that, yada, 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 but it's just, you know, those are tough holes and he did what he did, but then coming back from it. Yeah. You're completely right. And then he, um, he gave himself a chance at the end. It was just, you know, just like kind of like Spieth was Spieth's, Spieth's uh, inconsistency was kind of drawn out throughout the rest of the whole round. Whereas Xander kind of had like a three hole flub and then like one shot that he said he actually flushed and did exactly what he wanted to. It was just the elements, you know, did what they did. And, but I think, you know, I think it's still a positive. It's got to be really disappointing. It's not like, you know, you know, it's not like he completely, completely choked or anything, even though that, that, that triple bogey is going to look like it. But I mean, it cost him $575,000 or something, but it's still, um, Still, it's got to be a little tough to deal with, but hopefully, it, it, at, you know, in the end of the at the end of the day, he was able to say that was another hell of a, a performance in this tournament. And he's going to be there. Positives moving forward. Kiowa, he's going to be in the mix. So it's I, I fully expect him to be lurking around that leaderboard. So all stock of Xander's is still up. Man, it's so I, it, that really just hit me. It's so nice to be back to a normal schedule, and we have Kiowa yes. coming up in like what a month? Like maybe I, I think it's five weeks. So. Or it might be a yeah about five weeks. So, hell yeah, that's good news. And then we got the the U.S. Open and the British Open in the the following months after that. So, prime of golf right now, baby. 
Uh, what else? We yeah, let's hit on the dudes that man. The guy, the the list of guys that missed the cut. You kind of mentioned earlier, but Rory, DJ Brooks, uh, Cantlay, Daniel Berger. Uh, you know, Lee, Berger, Lee, too. Wow. Lee Westwood magic might be done. Um, yeah, Berger. Yeah, uh, Jason Day, uh, who actually started out Thursday pretty well. I think he must have had a really yeah. rough Friday. Uh, Sung Jay, Matt Wolf. Matt Wolf got DQ'd. How, let's talk about that for a second. How? I, I don't. How for do you that, do that? Yeah, for people that like, don't know. There are for every group. There's that's it. That plays professional golf. There, are, you know, the, those the, the it's the same situation where the uh, the players keep each other's scores on the scorecards, and then every group has a, a standard bearer who just has the sign with, with the numbers on it, which is that's not really an official way to keep the score, but it's still kind of a way to know, you know, what, what's going on. And then each group has like I forgot what they're called, but it's a person who's basically using like a either a phone or like a it used to be when I was volunteering with like 15 years ago, like a Palm pilot, but that would send like live updates to, to the headquarters for like every player, you know, that what you're looking at PGA tour.com, the leaderboard, stuff like that. It's all very connected at this point. So uh, Matt Wolf got DQ'd because he signed the scorecard with, I think he made a, a par on 17 and he wrote down a bogey. I think he actually signed it for a shot worse than he actually, I could be wrong about that, but, if I remember correctly, I think he actually shot a shot better than what he signed for. So I don't know. How is that even possible? Like, can you imagine that? I, I couldn't believe it when I heard it. It just sounds like he was kind of ready to get the hell out of there, too, because he's I think he shot 79 that last day. But uh, yeah, it's just it's it's one of those things you don't think would ever happen in today's game for sure. But on to the next one for him. I Seeing the, the names of dudes that have been cut here. How about Brooks Kepka out there on one leg? And he was – I think he was one over, two over going into Friday. Like, yeah, I, I didn't – I made that pick, and I didn't realize the whole, like, him, you know, squatting down with a straight leg was as big a deal as it was. But yeah. I hope this doesn't – Imagine not being able to get, like, kind of kind of green level to read these greens. Like, yeah, you have like, to <laughs> – like, that's tough. I, I, I severely underestimated that knee. And you I could, hope – I think uh, you mentioned in the group, you were like, hey, he's, like, noticeably limping right now. Yeah. It, like, it kind of took his toll. I don't know if – I hope he doesn't look back on it and regret it. Like, I hope he didn't, you know, uh, get it, have any adverse effects or anything. I, I hope it didn't set him back at all because he just wanted to try try to play. You know, we, we said it on the podcast last week. This is probably the hilliest course that they play all year. It's, like, unbelievably up and down, and it's not easy for – it's not easy on anybody's legs, especially a guy who's coming off of a surgery and kind of rushed himself back and – uh yeah, it's, it's a little different. I'm sure he was practicing in Florida and everything, and, and he was standing on the range and hitting a lot of shots and maybe maybe doing some physical training and working out and stuff, and everything felt good. But once you get out there in the elements and you're, you know, walking up and down these hills and trying to stand, it, it's just scary for, like, you've got to stand in a lot of weird stances, and it's just – it does a lot of toll. It takes a lot of toll on your knees, and I'm just hoping uh, – and, you know, moving forward. Who knows when he's going to play again? You think he's going to play in the PGA? Yeah, I would, I would assume he's – He's still gonna be okay for that, but that'll be a flat course. That'll help him yeah. if, uh, yeah, it's a it's quite quite flat over there on the coast. But uh, I don't know, man. That, that that was pretty interesting. But yeah, I mean, Rory played terrible. DJ didn't, you know, he he was kind of up and down, but it was for the most part not good. Um, I don't know. Do you think Rory's ever gonna win a Masters, man? Or have we gotten to the point where we can start asking that question? I I think he's gonna figure it out. I th- I've mentioned last week. I, I picked him to miss a cut this week, but it wasn't from a, I think he's lost it. 
I think he's on. I think he's hit the valley and he's working his way up. He's, yeah. he's got to figure it out at some point. You got to hope that uh, you know, you know, he has a healthy career, and you know, I think he's yeah. what 30, 29, something like that. But yeah. um, you just got to hope that nothing happens, and you know, he's going to have a lot of chances. Obviously, well, moving he was, forward, but he was talking about in the presser afterwards that like he's finally he's gotten away from just trying to fix everything and now he's got a routine the like the Peter Cowan deal like he's got a routine he's getting back into it and like not to get too like swing talking you know flattening his swing to get more speed to catch up to Bryce and all that stuff like he's he's kind of shifting gears again so maybe he can become more of a field player and if that happens maybe he becomes the best player in the world again yeah absolutely um he's definitely capable I I you know I it was it's just it is it's weird shocking, it's weird seeing man. him struggle yeah it's um, this dude's just finding water in random places. <laughs> like, yeah. Last more week, more shocking was DJ, like how how different his performance was this week yeah. compared to five months ago when he won the tournament. But I don't know if that was, yeah. you know, just he because of the conditions putt. or, but it, yeah, he was, yeah. He like missed that putt late to like, I think he was right on the cut line maybe, or he was right outside of, he makes he that close. putt, he's, he's flirting with it, but he seemed, <laughs> he seemed like a dude just wanted to get the hell out of Dodge. Like, yeah. Like, and he had to stay. That's that's gonna really suck. Yeah. What do you think? What do you think? Like, okay, so you're the defending champ, and you miss the cut. Like, what do you think? He, what do you think he does for like Saturday, all day Saturday, and then like Sunday through you know through the afternoon? Like, what 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 do you do? Like, what would you do if you were in that situation? Well, how close is Augusta to a beach? Oh, man, it's not that close. Yeah. yeah I mean, but you can't hop on a charter jet like yeah, you're hop on a hop on the DJ one yeah. and then go. Because I like, bet I mean, you know what I bet he did. I bet because he's from South Carolina, have, right? He yeah, probably he just might, went he went wherever home. he grew up. Yeah, yeah. you might I don't just remember. Home if, I don't know exactly where he grew up in South Carolina, but that's probably. I mean, what that's got to suck though. You're the number one player in the world, and you're defending champion, and you don't make it. But yeah, but you're still uh, fresh off of your. <laughs> you just got the yeah. jacket thrown on your back by Tiger Woods five months ago, so I think he's he'll be all right. Yeah, um, Rory is a little bit more depressing, just because not really because he's already has a Hall of Fame career, but. Um, this is the what he this is what he wants more than anything in his golf career for the rest of his golf career. It's gonna be like all I think it's gonna become the new like it's not exactly like what Phil was before he won the Masters because Phil hadn't won any major at that point. Yeah. But uh it's gonna be something similar, like you know, it doesn't it's make just gonna sense, be so like, there's gonna be so much pressure on him every masters. Yeah. Like it's gonna be I, I just hope he doesn't put it on himself and, and he can go out and maybe give a performance that's uh you know, I feel like his, his play style here and when he was good, like it, it, everything lines up and he's always had good rounds here. It's just, he just can't hold it together. And that was another thing he mentioned was he's got to figure out how to get back into that late Sunday round grind mode in his head mm-hmm. where he can kind of just you know, grind one out and get a win. So I wouldn't be surprised in the next two weeks leading up to PGA, he, he finds a way to win. And then we're, we're talking about him as a favorite, the PGA. So. I think he does like, yeah, he does thrive on, you know, if, if he has a good start to a tournament, I think it typically leads to, uh, yeah, he's a front runner. Like, right. He, he, I, I don't think rolling. it seems like, yeah, it seems like he does kind of, it, it's not like, it's not like actively noticeable. Um, but I think he may in, in a minute ways kind of check out a little bit if he has a little bit yeah. of a disappointing start because he, he's just like, all right, damn it. I, oh. I'd rather just like move on and start the next tournament and see what happens. People, but. Yeah. People say that about tiger. Like tiger was the ultimate front runner. He's not That's true. Like yeah. he, he'll, he'll blow a field away, but if he's not playing well, it wasn't like he was coming back from 
10 strokes down or anything like that but it, yeah it seems like rory isn't like a blank slate every week like if, if he has a, a rough start it kind of he kind of takes that on and is just like mm-hmm. this is just how i am this week and then yeah any and that, that's what i mean by kind of mentally checks out like maybe um and then there's other guys who thrive on the grind so it's just i don't know but rory's had so much success in his career where he's completely dominated fields that that yeah. uh he probably just got used to that a little bit and and Maybe maybe the next stages in his career is like really learning how to grind out uh, rounds and see and, what kind of player he becomes after that. Yeah. That that could be really scary. Yeah, I mean, that's was, what really yeah. separates Tiger from all these guys is yeah. the the mental game and and how willing to grind and and how comfortable he is yeah. grinding through and, and shooting seventy one when he should have shot yeah. seventy five, like saving four shots in some way like that, and then the next day going out and shooting sixty five and taking the lead or whatever. But yeah kind of what that's that's what you you notice the most out of what separates these guys and and Roy, and Rory's kind of in that category so yeah. um Willie Z let's talk about Will Zalatoris I heard a lot of uh, nicknames for him like I heard Z spot <laughs> being thrown around Ooh. uh I've heard some very rated x ones and I'm not gonna <laughs> yeah yeah didn't Zlatoris, know isn't that Nance what was saying Zlatoris. Zlatoris. that's not yeah. very good yeah that's rough <laughs> there's there's a different so there's an extra syllable come on guys but come on, uh, man um but yeah, dude is I didn't realize he's 6'2, but probably weighs about 125. But he's, he's six, one sided. He's 6'2. He only has one side of his body. He, there's no way. He's like 140 pounds. And yeah, like 120 of it's on the left side. <laughs> yeah. Like, um, but man, what a performance. You know, he's coming fresh off of the uh he he was the tour champion of the uh, corn fairy tour last year. Still can't I don't remember what qualified him for this tournament. But you were telling me, give me kind of a rundown of, of his like it's like tour status situation. You were telling me about this earlier. Well, it's it's one of those deals where COVID uh, affected a lot of uh, golfers. And what they said was, we're not going to take anybody's tour cards. But at the same time, we're not handing any out either. So technically right now, Willie Z is number 27 in the world after this performance. Uh, and he's not a tour member yet. So if something happens and he finds a way to win this year, he gets vaulted up. Probably if he wins, he'll probably get put into the top 10 of the FedEx, like with the accrued points. I think that's really crazy. There's like a there's a slotting system with points outside of the FedEx. Like he's not a member yet, so he doesn't have all these points. But the second he becomes a member, he's going to hop right in. But he's he'd be ahead of like Brooks Kepka, Patrick Reed, some really big names. But uh, he's he was kind of a name you'd hear, you know, splash around here and there. And uh, he showed up here. That was for damn sure. What a debut. That is, uh, yeah, <laughs> just the being able to say he's the 27th ranked player in the world, but isn't qualified for the tour or, um, the tour championship or FedEx, the FedEx Cup. Like, it's absolutely nuts. It's weird how he's, yeah. And then, it, so if he wins a tournament, he'll kind of be retroactively awarded all the tournament points he's already accrued. Yeah. It's just the weirdest. Yeah, it's such a weird situation. Well, that's but, the other thing. It's like his point accrual is like. 1200 and maybe that has something to do with the corn fairy but the second he wins it gets like prorated to nine something and then you gotta you gotta bring it to i guess you gotta take into account the whatever tournament he ends up winning if it's a, a big tournament or something if he wins a major he gets double points for that so he could hell he could be like top five fedex cup or something that's gonna be a pretty cool story though like moving forward like every tournament he plays i don't remember so like i wonder if like, is he not going to be in the PGA Championship? Like, is he going to have to qualify for the U.S. Open? I don't Open? know. And I was actually to... looking for that and just yeah. trying to figure out his qual. But he, he's is in he a in situation... the field this week? I didn't check. That's uh, a good question. Let me look while you're. Uh, oh, if you look, but the, oh, wait, I have the, the odds whole... pulled up here. I don't. 
Oh yeah, yeah he he's is. In, okay, he's, he's in there. He's one yeah. of the favorites. Like he's he's in there. But... He's plus twenty three hundred on par with like uh, Berger, uh, Cam Smith, uh, Tyrrell Hatton, like those guys. It's and it's safe to say next year he will be like all all that stuff's going to go away. But just for this year, he's going to get like, a sponsor he... exemption to every tournament yeah. the rest of the year if he has to. You know, like people want to see him play. Like it, it, he's going to be yeah, in he, the tournaments. That's but... Happen. And, he, but he's like, yeah, it's one of those things where he might. He's at twenty seven now. He say he win or he doesn't win. He's like top five in the next four or five weeks. He could be into the top fifteen in the world and not be technically a tour player. <laughs> yeah, but. have to wait till twenty twenty two to be like, ex- <laughs> you know, like because if you're at that that highly ranked in the world, you're qualified for all the majors. Uh, but as I, that's a good question. As of right now, I doubt he's actually qualified for the PGA Championship. You know what? I don't know because I that's what that's what had to get him qualified for the Masters. He must have been in the top fifty. And he it doesn't matter because yeah. yeah, it doesn't matter what your tour status is. If you're in the top 50 in the world, like if you play only in Korea and that's it, and somehow you've made your way, cause those are worth less points. So if you went every tournament every week for three years or whatever, maybe you'll get yourself in the top 50 and having never played in a PGA tournament, you will be qualified for the masters. So it's kind of, <laughs> this, kind of this is the quote I just looked up. Just I do wills out tours. First thing that pops up is PGA tour card. The quote is somehow though Zalatoris isn't an official member of the PGA Tour. He has earned the status of quote unquote special temporary member of the tour and will be allowed to play in as many tournaments as he's invited to, but still cannot accrue FedEx Cup points. Man, <laughs> that's, that's crazy. Imagine if he doesn't win a tournament, like and let's say he would have finished tenth in the FedEx Cup standings, and then just being in the FedEx Cup, like in the final in the in the tour championship you're it's only 30 guys and you're guaranteed a certain amount of money but you have a chance to win an extra 10 million dollars um that's just wild like thinking about how much money that it could be not that he probably cares i think he actually had a pretty solid upbringing like he was playing um like golf with like jordan spieth when he was a little kid and like stuff he was on that walker cup team that was legit too i think they were saying they were showing pictures of that all weekend I think people have been waiting for his day, like waiting for this to happen for a while. And then uh, yeah, he, he went out and had the best uh, rookie debut at the Masters in like 20 years or something. It was like yeah. um, pretty, pretty wild. But I think they're yeah. saying like he's the first one since Spieth and four was it 2014 to finish that high as a debut or something like that. But didn't Spieth play before? Uh, I was just reading something on that golf week post. Uh, the the only first timer to ever win it was Fuzzy Zeller. I just read that, but yeah. Either way, it's. But I'm glad he made it a little interesting at the end. He was the yeah. only guy that uh, I mean, he finished one back, and and that kind of was because Hideki was being a little conservative on 18, and um, but uh, yeah, really, really great performance. I think uh, he's pretty much made his uh, mark. He's going to be here for a while. And uh, it's gonna be fun to watch him. He's fun to watch play. He's got a, it's got a weird, like kind of a real herky jerky swing. And like, it'll be interesting to see if uh, if he bulks up a little bit, <laughs> even if it's just to get rid of all the skinny jokes or something. Um, yeah, I, I saw know. one meme that was like he's carrying all the weight of every skinny guy that's ever lived that played golf. It's not a lot of weight, but he's still carrying it. It's just yeah. The uh, the the best one I saw was the Adam Sandler caddy, or yeah. sorry, the Happy Gilmore caddy thing. <laughs> yeah, you got the Adam Sam- Sandler uh, cosine. That's pretty solid. Yeah, good stuff, man. Uh, so a lot going on for uh, Will Zalatoris right now. Old <laughs> Z spot. <laughs> um, we'll have to come up with some better names for him because yeah. Uh, let's quickly get through the rate my drip. So that was something I kind of actually was noticing a, a good bit. Yes. Um, 
let's i mean first i, I guess we got to mention what did you think of those interesting nike shirts that uh guys like fleetwood and uh, fina were rocking this week um wasn't the biggest fan but at the same time i swear like tony fina can wherever the hell he wants to like he's mm-hmm. for, that dude just has the swagger that's on a different level like he walks out there he maybe it's because he's like six three and it helps out because he's taller but Tommy Fleetwood makes that hole in one in the ugliest damn shirt ever. And it was the best looking shirt of those, I think. Yeah. <laughs> it was the black and white one. But yeah, I just, that was, I wasn't sure about that know, one. Man. Yeah, it was I weird. Mean, <laughs> it's, and, you know, Brooks is, there's, there's like different Nike guys and Fina oh, does man, his own Brooks thing. Brooks was rough. <laughs> I actually liked it. I mean, yeah, I mean, there, it was like the pink hat, but I saw what he was doing. I feel that. Like, yeah, he, I if was, you'd have looked digging... at his shoes, there was like pink on his shoes too. So the, there was a connection there but i don't know what his uh pink fascination is all about right now like is it's not yeah. breast cancer awareness month and it's i don't know if his family has any uh, issues with that I mean, but there was a lot out there dj wore it like, yeah but i was uh i was digging it on on thursday i had the uh the morning rounds like um the practice range feed up on masters.com and he had like a, a pink um pullover that matched his hat when he pulled it off though he was like wearing white on white and the whites was, looked a little like gray. off. It was, gr- it was gray. Okay. It was gray. I just wasn't, and, yeah. I just yeah, wasn't was, feeling it after that. It was like, it was like uh, gray and black. And then his shoes were the same color gray with yeah. pink accents. The best, I, you know, you talk about Fina, but I think the best uh, guy, the, the best Nike guy is, is Champ, Cam Champ. Yeah, it's just, just so clean. Yeah. He's so clean. It was like, like Cam Champ's how I want to dress. Like that's how I want to dress all the time. And I wouldn't look at it that good in it, but that's yeah. that's what I want my clothes to look like at least. Just real simple, um, blacks and whites. Like I, he's not he's not. Remember when he was mixing his shoe colors? That was a little weird. Yeah, but, was, uh, he's, yeah. he's not doing that anymore. So <laughs> that was just a one time experience. <laughs> well, did you but. see uh, Patrick Reed isn't a Nike guy anymore? I just saw that. I was looking that up. He's going a different route. So we we don't have chubby uh, Sunday red Patrick Reed wearing shirts anymore. That's always huh. good. You can wear something else. Yeah. Well, good for Nike. I don't know. <laughs> it's not like anything else is going to make him look great, but uh, <laughs> that's true. It is what it is. Um, Bubba. So what's up with Bubba is like Bubba had. I don't know, man. One, like at one point he had one a shirt on that was one color and it had like a certain pattern. And then he had a visor on that was a not didn't match and then had a different pattern. And I don't know what Bubba was going for. I mean, I don't think he really cares, but yeah. I don't know, man. I, just, I don't know. We, we got to work on that, Bubba. I'll give like. For a guy that I've been criticizing what he wears before, like Brian Harmon actually looked like, hey, you look like you play professional golf and have a little bit of change in your pocket and can afford a tailor this week. So Uh, I would like to think that he made those changes after listening to the Big Stick Golf podcast. So good job. See, you did some good in the world. (laughs) Um, uh, No question, though, Bubba's shoe game. Like, I, I know those fours were showcased, the Jordans he was wearing, but by far the best shoes out there. Yeah, for sure. That was clean. Uh, we didn't have, I guess, I guess uh, HV3 wasn't out there rocking the Jays. No. Uh, but man, HV3 wasn't at the Masters. That's weird. That makes me sad. <laughs> um, yeah, Xander. <laughs> what did you think about Xander? He he was looking. I, I think he was the best dresser there. Like this is his style. It's a very, it's very DJ like, but it he has his own kind of twist to it. So that that Saturday fit he had, what was navy on navy with the pattern and the little pink hints was fire. How is nobody? nobody ever wears like some sort of azalea shirt 
like oh that's true like maybe that's the pink i don't know like thinking like tommy bahama style like real cheesy flowery like (laughs) this is really the place to do it (laughs) i bet you know what i wonder if augusta frowns upon stuff like that like i wonder i wonder if bubba's like the most extreme you can get as far as like what you're wearing and even his was tamed compared to what he normally wears like he wears like highlighters half the time Hideki wears Strixon clothes, which do they make clothes <laughs> or do they just slap their I, logo? It's probably just it's just on there. Slapping, like, yeah, slapping their very, logos on uh yeah. Yeah. But I, can we get my man some like Nikes or something? I just can't do those highlighter ASICs. Like I know they're huge over there, but imagine how much Lord. ASICs is paying him though. Yeah, that's true. You might be able to do them highlighter ASICs if uh you see the paycheck that comes with those highlighter yeah. ASICs. It, it'll be interesting to see what happens to Hideki uh, you know, sponsor wise yeah. commercially after this. This is it's going to be massive. I think, I think, I feel like he's going to come back from Japan wearing like looking like a NASCAR, like, like with all the logos, like all these different <laughs> brands. Like he, he's like, who wants uh, literally anybody, if you, anybody wants to sign up and sponsor me, I'll, I'll do everything. <laughs> Probably not, but uh, really cool. Well, I guess one last thing that, and then we can move on. But uh, it was, the, did you see those uh, just the, the photos and stuff of Hideki walking through the Atlanta airport yeah. uh, Monday morning early, taking a flight. I think he was connecting in Chicago to Tokyo and uh, just casually carrying a green jacket over, over his shoulder, like over his arm. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't even know if it had a hanger on it. It was just, it looked like he that's, just yeah, got done it. going to like a breakfast and he was just like, um, he's gonna be wearing that a lot. So the masters allows you to take your coat for the, uh, for an entire year but then you have to bring it back to the following tournament and you can only wear it past that point uh, at on the grounds. So we have a full year of uh, Japan getting to, to celebrate the uh, green jacket, which is pretty dope. Never been a green jacket in the, on, in Japan, never been one there. Um, So pretty awesome, man. It's good for Hideki. So congratulations to him, even though it was a little boring, but that was the goal. Like I would love to be able to make a, a, a master's Sunday boring because I'm playing so well. So, (laughs) Well, I mean, and we did. We failed to mention the whole uh, like the cool thing is Caddy did too. I know we kind of got away from that, but like just just how big this moment was for Japan and everything. Um, Hideki is a very reserved individual, and mm-hmm. we kind of we we we've never really gotten expressions outside of you know the the shot he sticks to fifteen feet that he kind of flails at, and you know wants to looks like he wants to throw his club across the course. But <laughs> we kind of for what like the scale of Hideki the emotion that he showed like you could tell how much this meant to him mm-hmm. and that, that was pretty cool to see yeah he was uh yeah he, he, he's getting a little i mean it, it's got to be just crazy i can't imagine i i'm hoping he's in in japan by now i can't imagine what it's like for him right now he's got to be getting just <laughs> like the beatles showing up or something it's got to oh, be yeah. wild so big big time things for him I, it makes me feel really good after the uh, players got canceled last year after he she, she tied the course record and shot 63 on thursday <laughs> and then the tournament got canceled Hideki making putts that's pretty damn scary yeah he's not a great putter and uh and this week he you know he he, he putted well enough on one of the hardest courses in the world to putt well at uh so yeah. shows you know it's got to be a huge confidence boost for him he's never going to really be putting on maybe a u.s open for here and there but you're not going to get greens tougher than what he just won a tournament on. So on massive one of the tougher like setups too. And yeah, but when, where they were making it a point to make it tough. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, you know, he was the one guy that really took advantage of that post rain Saturday break. And uh, he did the thing, man. Congrats to Hideki. That was awesome. So masters is out. We're going to be back, man. It's full year to the next masters. We got a little spoiled in uh, COVID 
silver linings giving us two masters within five months we're gonna have to wait a full year for the next one so uh try to cherish those memories or whatever but all right there is actually golf to be played after the masters <laughs> i don't know if people actually knew this but i don't even know if DraftKings knew this because i was trying to look at the odds for this week's tournament yesterday and i don't think they got posted until uh, late yesterday evening but the rcb heritage at harbortown is actually this week in uh harbortown south carolina or sorry uh hilton head south carolina um really i really like this course it's uh it's you know we grew up about an hour south of there but um really cool course has a one of the most i i don't want to i guess it's would you consider 18 at harbortown a little iconic like based on the just i because I, I can visualize what it looks like in my yeah, head so you i know I would, exactly where it's at like it's yeah you see that lighthouse so. and the, the wide open fairway and you see the marsh all around like it, it, i mean it, it, i really like this tournament i think because it reminds me of where we grew up but um it's actually not a bad field of, for a post masters. Like, I don't know if it was helped out. Some of the big names that are there missed the cut yeah. last week. So I don't know if that helped it out uh, as far as them padding the field a little bit this week, but there's going to be guys like DJ um, Bryson, Bryson was supposed was. to play, but he, yeah, he withdrew probably a good idea. Cause I don't, I can't see this course being remotely suited for him the way he's playing right now, or at least the way he like strategizes playing, but a lot of big names this week. We've got, uh, yeah, Webb Simpson, obviously returning champion. This is actually what what this was the first tournament of uh, after the COVID Webb break won. last year, and Webb won it. Really got him on a roll in uh, 2020. Um, so we got DJ Cantlay, uh, Colin Morikawa is there, Tyrrell Hatton, Daniel Berger, Cam Smith, Zalatoris, what we talked about, Paul Casey, Corey Connors, Abe Answer, Brian Harmon, like Kevin Knock, English, uh, Sung Jay. There's like, a lot of dudes yeah. here. Like, like I think this is a better field than last year. Um, yeah, a lot of guys. So I'm looking forward to it. I'm I'm more so I think the thing I'm looking forward to the most is how DJ is gonna respond. I don't know um if you know if this is gonna be like a chronic issue that he was dealing with in Augusta or if he's gonna really bounce back and just completely dominate the field. I think um either way, either one is probably possible, but I don't know who who are you looking forward to who are you looking for to bounce back this week uh that that may have had a more disappointing week last week. Well, I think it's definitely DJ cuz DJ's kind of coming home here. Um when you come from when you play that I I won't say bad, but he didn't play great especially to his standard and you get uh an environment that's familiar to you, you expect to play well. But yeah, I, I would say DJ. DJ Brian Harmon, these guys that are around and from this area. They've got a real shot, and hell, Webb Simpson too. Like this is perfect. This is typical Webb Simpson golf. This mm -hmm. is where he wins tournaments. So, Harbor Town's a little bit shorter, uh, real small greens, tight, uh, real tight precision course. It's it requires except for 18s, the the iconic hole, but that's probably yeah. the only course on tour on the whole course for the whole only hole in the whole course that is probably not lined with trees down both sides and. Oh, yeah. um, yeah, it's set up to a lot of dramatic things have happened at the at this uh, tournament. I think there a couple of putts, like lengthy putts to win it in recent years. If I, my memory is not messed up, which it probably is, but whatever. But um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's a little it's an easier course last year. I, I'm curious also to see if they set it up a little differently, because last year Webb was uh, 22 under and, and really a little different part of the year, too, though, in June. So maybe that true. Now yeah. it's back to where it's supposed to be, like right after the Masters. Yeah, which... it's a lot windier in, in that part yeah. of the of the world yeah. this time than it is in the middle of the summer. So the wind is really the only defense this course yeah. has. But uh, the wind and like the the how tight it is. But yeah. these guys are good and they don't really need to uh, <laughs> worry too much about that. But um, all right, so let's rate the field. Uh, 
oh man so i guess i'll go first um last let's see masters was 8.8 players was the best obviously at 9.7 you know this would be like a kind of like a 7.0 but since we got we got these bigger names there i'm gonna go kind of like 7.67 i'm gonna go 7.7 old 7.7 for this tournament just because we've got guys like dj morikawa there's a lot of like zao torres is there like guys that i am actively interested in in watching play right now so i think it's gonna a big boost this year for uh, this tournament. So congrats to the uh, to the guys at Harbor Town. That's awesome. Good so, for them. Yeah, man. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah, where do you rate this one? So the the players is obviously number one for me, and then Masters came in second. That was a nine three and a nine. Uh shit. <laughs> the Honda still is the is the low bar for me. So this definitely isn't a Honda. Yeah, we both hated um, the Honda. But I gave know, the like, I gave the Valero a six too, though. <laughs> yeah. So, but either way, uh, it's. I think it's better than the API was, so I'm I'm gonna go with seven five. I think okay. that's all. I, and you know what? If Bryson's big ass showed up, maybe it'd been higher. So maybe close to an eight. Yeah, it's. I, I think that I think about this as like dudes that I want to watch play, and, and it could that changes throughout the year. So yeah, I like it. Um, quickly, I guess we let's go through. Keish gave us some uh, betting picks this week, and I don't remember how how did we do last week. I can't remember. Um. Uh-huh. I, I know I threw just on my own volition through a dollar at Will Zalatoris to win uh, the Masters, and that oh, it was so close to paying off. That would have been a fun um, dollar to maximize into like one twenty or whatever it was. But um, so Keisha's picks this week, he really is liking uh, Colin Morikawa. I think this course does set up really well for Colin. So um, you know, if he's if he's striking it and, and putting at least decent enough to to shoot low numbers, I think it's going to be a really good tournament for him. Uh, Daniel Berger, Tyrrell Hatton, Abe Answer. I think all of these guys. Um, would you consider all of them precision players? I, I think they're all kind of in the same boat. Yeah, definitely. These would be and a. This good is picks a spot too. You don't really need. There's not a lot of like course knowledge that goes into this place. It's hit it to a spot that's flat, and then try to hit, hit it within ten feet of the pin. Mm-hmm. So, a few sleepers. Uh, we got Siwoo Kim, who had a pretty good. He had some stretches of the Masters where he played <laughs> really well. Yeah. How many um, broke his putter? He was putting with a three wood. At yeah, the Masters. maybe you should look terrible. into that. Just look into that for uh, yeah. you know, all time. The <laughs> guy that puts with a three wood, then he could be like have like a persona built around him or whatever. But yeah, he two putted, pretty yeah. damn good. Billy Horschel uh, coming off of uh, the match play victory, Keish thinks he's gonna maybe maybe show a little bit more of that momentum. Uh, he showed some anger gun. this weekend. Yeah, that. he did. <laughs> <laughs> he was he was kind of in really himself was, this week. <laughs> yeah, he was uh, Mike Central. Charlie Hoffman, after his uh, stellar play at the uh, Valero, just really gave Spieth a run for his money and made him earn that win. But uh, that, that I like that pick at plus five thousand. Maybe I don't know about the odds. I would kind of I kind of want a little better odds than that, but uh, I like it still. And then uh, the Gim Reaper, Dougie Gim, uh, be, quickly became one of our favorite golfers when we went to the players and he was uh, playing with JT and we kind of followed him around. But really like Doug Gim, but he's he's at plus twelve thousand, like twelve five. So um that's really good really good value if, if he has a good tournament it could have really pan out but uh those are some of the, some picks this week so if anybody wants to throw some cash at uh this tournament it's a little i, I do like this as far as the field goes as far as betting on it, it than what it would normally be because when there's not any big names in the field it really makes the odds kind of weird <laughs> and uh and then it yeah, gets kind of gets away. tougher to bet a uh, quick recap of our picks of the week a big week for me man i gotta i gotta kind of gloat a little bit I got uh, the winner pick. Well, Rom didn't win, but he was the highest of our winner picks. 
I uh, got Abe answer as the highest of our sleeper picks and all three of us nailed, nailed the miscut picks. Good for us, man. <laughs> um, I don't remember that happening ever, but um, I picked Cantlay, you picked Brooks or sorry, Keish picked Brooks and uh, you picked Rory and all three of those guys missed. So a little bit of hindsight or Nostradamus effect there for us. So good job. Um, all right, let's go into this week. So I guess Keish is in last now. So we'll start with him. So give us the uh, Keish's winner pick for the uh, heritage. Uh, you mentioned him before, and he's going with Colin Morikawa. So that's, like we said, it's this could definitely be a Colin kind of place. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think it comes down to his putting. If he putts well, yeah. I think he's going to be right there. Uh, I'm going to go – this is this is tougher, to, though, because he grew up – he didn't grow up playing on grain greens, and these are these are Bermuda. They have grain. It's a little different, and we'll see how he, he responds to that. But uh, he may crush it. Who knows? But yeah, I'm going to go this week with, I mean, the clear-cut favorite, uh, if you look at the list of uh, names that are playing in this tournament, I'm going to go with Dustin Johnson, get a little bounce back. Bounce He's in back. his home, home state, get a bounce back after a poor performance at the uh, Masters, and I think DJ is going to crush it this week. So that's that's nice. my pick. Who you got uh, for your winner? I'm going to go with uh, Mr. Paul Casey, and he uh, he he did something very uh, different this weekend. He switched his putter grip in between rounds and then started draining putts in the final round. So maybe like that'd be cool if he had something to, to uh, you know, bounce off of. But this just feels like one of those places where a guy like him or I mean, even a DJ or Colin, like it, it just feels like anybody can win this kind of tournament. Yeah, agreed. Um, especially Paul Casey. I think I think he's another guy that this this kind of suits his premium game. ball striker. Like he's yeah, he's very good. The, the guys that you really, if you want to, if you're really looking to dive into analytics and want to throw some, some smart money at people, um, just look for the guys that are approached to the shots gain approach to green. Like those are the guys that are going to be up there this week. So, uh, cause these, these not, greens are tiny, the guys that are not hitting long the, hitters, but like really good drivers of the ball where they're, yeah. they're putting themselves in really good positions to hit those approach shots. Yeah, absolutely. Um, all right. So let's move on to our sleeper picks. Who is a uh, quiche going with this week? See Woo Kim. Maybe he has a putter this week. <laughs> yeah, I like it. Um, maybe yeah, just put with a three-wood, bro. Like, whatever. Yeah. The, you played your best at the Masters when you were putting with a three-wood. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, good pick. I mean, I, it wouldn't surprise me. I, I don't really have anything to add to that. So I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to go with my uh, sleeper pick, Matt Kuchar. Um, think, I don't think Kuch is really at this point of his career suited to win a whole lot of tournaments out there at this, but, uh, he still, I think hit knocks it far enough and, and has a good ball striking and really good short game. And uh, I think he could uh, potentially steal this one. So Matt Kuchar, hopefully he'll pay his caddy. And, uh, <laughs> that one's never going away from him, man. He's, he's yeah, going to live that one the rest of his life. Kind of a bummer for him, but, uh, you know, pay your caddy, man. <laughs> um, all right. It's kind of like, uh, did you hear that story? This is a stupid tangent, but about, um, uh, the card, who's the youngest card, the richest Kardashian now, um, Kylie, Kylie. Yeah. Whatever, whichever one has like a billionaire. And then she, mm -hmm. she posted, uh, <laughs> I know this is a weird, you're giving me weird looks right now that she posted, like a few weeks ago that her like makeup artist um, had a really bad car accident. And then oh, the, she started okay. a, a crowd, like a crowdsourced, like a crowdfunding, GoFundMe. a GoFundMe. Yeah. yeah. And uh, said, all right, I'm going to do donate 5k to this GoFundMe. And then I think she needed like 60k for her, like, which that says something <laughs> about the American, whatever. But, uh, but instead of a billionaire paying, paying for her, uh, 
you know, a measly 60 K for a, for a really life-saving operation. So that kind of is what Kucher reminds me of. He won a million dollars and then paid his caddy five grand. So, and then they had to fight for it. Yeah, whatever. Anyway, sorry. Sorry, Kucher. I picked you this week and then told a stupid story to uh, really drive home how cheap you are. Uh, anyway, so I'm going to go the Jeep. Did you do your uh, sleeper pick? I have not. I, uh... My bad. Gonna, My stupid stories are. Up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm go with, uh, we're, why have we not talked about the Kardashians on this podcast yet? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's pretty. Ever. I'm going with Kevin Na. I guess he's as interesting as the Kardashians. He has his little yeah. quirks, and it, you know, it was cool to see this weekend him sticking around to you know kind of talk to Hideki afterwards too. Yeah, there were a bunch of guys that were hanging around this tournament. Uh, Max yeah, man, absolutely blasted for the dad bod, but <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Kevin Na. Man, when we started the podcast, we were doing the team dad bod versus thick boys thing. And Hideki would be square in that right now. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He'd be the captain of the dad bods. But, uh, okay. Uh, miss cuts. We have a cut this week. Give us uh, Keisha's miss cut. Uh, he's going to go with a guy that's been really hot. But uh, he's going with Brian A little Harmon. surprising. Yeah. yeah. He's going with like a, a Harmon fall off. Yeah. Okay, Keisha. Time to do it. Always be ahead. Never be you know chasing it. I'm the idiot that picked Bryson and missed the cut like three straight weeks. So I can't judge anybody's <laughs> picks. Um, all right. I'm going to go with, you know, my pick's going to be a little interesting too. I'm, I'm assuming he's not going to improve after playing absolutely terrible at the masters, but he got me those points. Uh, Patrick Cantlay, one of the more surprising, like he was bad at the back. Like, I think he finished like yeah. nine over or something like that. Like it was a uh, rough, rough couple rounds. He's always like in my head, an assassin too. Like he's yeah. just, he's, He's a machine out there, and for him not to play well was very surprising. I was actually like, after I made that pick last week, I was like, oh, that was a bad pick. I think I even <laughs> said that on the podcast, and then it ended up not being a bad pick. So yeah, I don't know what's going bad. on with him, but uh, maybe yeah. <laughs> I picked him to miss the cut this week, so he's probably going to win, uh, and then I'll get minus points. But, you know, um, that's how it works. Uh, all right, so give us uh, your miss cut. I'm going to go with a guy that's also trending kind of down and is uh, Sung J.M. Yeah, man, he has kind of a... Dude, dude has lost it with his irons, which is really weird. Yeah. Uh, he's just all over the place. I'm still flabbergasted that he can even hit the ball given the, his tempo. I, I don't know how he does it. It's amazing. Well, hell, look who just won. <laughs> that, do you think Hideki's tempo... It, it, it's not as noticeable as it. It's not as like much of an... A... I, I, th- I want to say he's the originator of it. Hideki has like a pause in the middle of his backswing though, right? No, it's Sung, Sung Jay takes it back like almost so slow that you can't even tell he's taking like it looks like yeah. it's in slow motion. But Hideki seems like he pauses for a long time at the top and then you know he does his thing. I thought like the pause thing was always a Hideki thing to me, and then Sung Jay came around. That's interesting. I wonder if there's like because Sung Jay and Hideki aren't from they're they're from different countries, so it's not like they were going to be working with like the same instructors. Well, I think that's up. kind of a that's just over like with baseball players too like they're very like the swing is just different like yeah that's interesting but it works i mean if it if it you know if it if it's right but yeah so just interesting how the uh, growing up and just kind of different cultures have different uh even even the kinds of golf swings that they teach are kind of culturally different that's that's really mm-hmm. interesting it'd be interesting if someone did like a really thorough breakdown on that like and the reasons why so and like how like the history behind the you know the the instruction like practices and like how those ideas came about and like started being i've got, I've got nuggets about that i'll tell you after the pod but anyways, <laughs> all right that now i'm intrigued um the standings for our their point standings right now i guess we didn't go over that we were a little there's a little more parody now uh you're sitting at 135 i'm sitting at 115 and quiche is uh rounding us out at 95 so 
we're substantially closer than we were about two months ago. Yeah, you took advantage of the uh, the double points uh, at a major yeah. deal, so that's always good. We got one in five weeks, baby. Yeah, who knows what's going to happen? But uh, all right, well, that is it for the Big Stick Golf Masters recap. Uh, as always, really thank everybody for joining us. Uh, be sure to like, subscribe, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter at Big Stick Official. Sorry, Big Stick Golf Official. Subscribe and rate the podcast. We really appreciate it. We will be back next week uh, recapping. I don't remember what tournament is after this one, but uh, good we'll grief. Be, we'll be here for it, you know. On your super prepared, thorough Big Stick Golf <laughs> podcast. Uh, but we'll be here for it <laughs> either I way. Mean, if it's, uh, let's see, if it's on, we're on a South Carolina, it's got to be. They're probably going to go somewhere random. <laughs> <laughs> like california or something god stupid. now you got me you got me going but yeah start sing us a no, song real quick cal- while i uh i'm just kidding uh <laughs> i'm just gonna look it up while i while i I'm, ramble on because now i'm now it's bothering <laughs> me but uh um, i mean it's gotta be let's see it's the zurich in new orleans okay. yeah keep guessing i want to i want to see if you can get it no it, it, is, it is oh it is the zurich, zurich. yeah you're I'm right looking at it <laughs> yeah so. so going head into nola next week so uh yeah so as always, of course, thanks for uh, listening, everybody. We'll be back Dude, next the, week. Yeah. What's up? I'm saying the run that we have. I'm sorry. I know you just tried Yeah, to rattle it off, man. We got the Zurich coming up and then the Valspar after that and Quail Hollow. Oh, yeah. Going to the, I saw to there the were some commitments like Rory's going to be at Quail Hollow. Like, there's oh, that's yeah. going to be a big tournament. It always that's is. A, but, uh, that's like a favorite. Like he, that, I want to say that was that the first place he won was Quail Hollow. He won his U.S. Open there. Okay, maybe that's yeah. They, when they like had the, the U.S. Open there, I think it was he, his first U.S. Open. Yeah, he like drained the forty footer and the fist. Bump I think he dominated hair. that tournament. Yeah, I think like he won just, by like six shots. Yeah. It was like Bryson last year. Yeah, something so, like that. Yeah, you've got the RBC, you've got the Zurich, you got the Valspar, the Wells Fargo at Quail Hollow, and then the Byron Nelson, and then it's the PGA. Yes, so this is a really good run. Hell yeah! All right, awesome, everybody. Buddy. Until next week, don't forget to whip out the big stick. Thank you for listening to the Big Stick Golf Podcast. I mean, the crowd was unbelievable. We should see the best players in the world. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. I wish we could play in front of crowds like this, you know, every single week. Until next time, take care. Otto Palmer is the master champion of 19.